What is going on, everyone? Scriptwriter Steve, right here. You've reached Barbecue Two Movies, and that's my podcast. Today is February fourteenth, twenty twenty-one. Yeah, that's right. It's Valentine's Day. By the way, I got some wedding advice for you. Even though it's not Wedding Wednesdays, if you choose to get married, don't choose today. Everything's going to be more expensive. Restaurants harder to book. Roses hard to get. More expensive too. Out of this world expensive. <laughs> February fifteenth, though, everything's cheap. Just to let you know. But anyway, we got something else to celebrate other than just love. That's right. President Trump, he's acquitted. Back-to-back impeachment champion. Oh, boy, these Democrats, they love losing, don't they? All right, right. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. How's everyone going? This is scriptwriter Steve. Another late-night podcast here on February 14th. You know... I am all smiles today, everyone. Well, we knew this was going to happen. We knew President Trump was going to get acquitted because the votes just were not there. It was just a matter of how many stupid Republicans would actually side with the Democrats. So we've got seven. Yeah, that's right. We've got seven. We have Richard Burr, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, of course, Mitt Romney, Ben Sass, who's like the new blood there, but he's basically an idiot, and Pat Toomey. All idiots. You look at them. You look at them. And by the way, I did some digging on some of them. Actually, no, I'll take that back. I did some digging on all of them. And the only one with a really clean nose, I'd have to say that's Ben Sass because he's kind of still new into all of this type of stuff here. He hasn't had the time to get corrupted or get some corruption charges or just, I guess, get ah, to, to get part or to live what it is, the D.C. swamp would eventually turn everyone into if they stay long enough, all right? And I would I would even venture and say, hey, you know what? Even if Trump stayed too long, it may even corrupt him. But you know what? It's hard to corrupt a billionaire who has everything, right? Really, really hard to pay off a billionaire. And that's what they don't like about Trump. He can't get paid off. Anyway, guys, um, you know, I want to get straight into this. I know I didn't I did not do a screenwriting Saturdays. Um, you know what? Before I get into this politics things, uh, I want to review a TV show I just uh, finished watching. I'm on episode three right now. Um, it's Walker, the new Walker. I'm just going to do a quick review before I cut to commercial and just say that Walker, I wanted to like it because it stars uh, one of the stars of Supernatural. He's um, Sam in Supernatural, one of the brothers. And I love Supernatural. I think it's probably my favorite TV show or one of my all-time favorite TV shows out there. Uh, I have a lot of favorite TV shows, by the way. And I, and, um, I just basically watched it because of him. I really did. And, uh, well, it's not good. It's really, really not good. It's not like the old Chuck Norris, Texas Walker Ranger. This Walker... It's pretty, it's pretty woke. It's really, really woke. And, uh, you know, they can't get politics out of here. And the writing is just so bad. Um, it's boring. It's an actually a, a boring show. You know, Texas Walker Ranger was all about, you know, fighting. And, you know, again, you have Chuck Norris who can really do all the, the, the karate and everything like that, right? And you have this other guy, you know, you know um, Jared here, who's a really, really great, he's a six foot five tall guy. And he's a, and in uh, Supernatural, he did a lot of fighting. But in this TV show here, he's hardly doing any fighting. And his partner, 
um, I think her character's name is Ramirez, and she does most of the fighting. And uh, it's just weird. Like, everything from A to Z, I, I could listen that's what's wrong with this this TV show here. I I just hope that it's they they change things around because it's not starting off strong. The story is boring. Um, the characters are flat. You don't re- you don't really care about any of the characters at all, um, and they're kind of irritating too. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to keep going in, in on it, but then uh, yeah, if you have the chance to watch it, you'll probably be disappointed. You know, like how I am. Uh, even if you're a supernatural fan like I am, uh, but uh, you know, I just don't know what to say. I really wanted to go in there, and I went in there with an open mind. I went in there with a biased mind. In fact, I wanted I wanted to love that show, but I couldn't. I really, really couldn't. So that's Walker. That's on CW. Not a good show right now. So, but again, I'm going to keep. I think I'll keep watching it just to just to support him, and with hopes that it you know things will turn around. Uh, but I really don't know. Okay, so the next uh, thing on our, my agenda right now is that I want to talk about this, this impeachment trial. More so, I want to talk about these seven characters right here. And uh, I'll do that once I get back from these commercials. What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, eloping, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's dreamweddings with an S. That's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos. So visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. All right, everyone. How's your Valentine's Day going? Got some romantic music here for you. Yep, really romantic day today, but uh, I'm sorry, it's no romance for us right now. We're going to talk about impeachment. I'm going to turn that down right here. All right, let's get straight into this right here. So I want to talk more about this kangaroo court of an impeachment trial before I get into these characters, uh, these seven character, Republican characters that I am just going to tear them a new one, by by the way. So (laughs) now... Again, you know for a fact that I'm not a lawyer. I don't claim to be one. And again, I've I have never went to law school. I'm a college dropout. Uh, all I am again is just a professional storyteller that knows, you know, how to think independently. And let me let me tell you about this. You know, I did almost have the opportunity to serve on a jury. I know when people say jury duty, they kind of just cringe. And I do too, because I run my own business. And if I have to serve on jury duty, that means a loss of income for me, right? But I got, 
I actually got called up to jury duty and I, and I wanted to serve on this, on this trial. And it was really, really interesting because I thought, wow, you know, I get to be, I guess, you know, like a juror, like what I see like in Bull, the movie Bull, I'm not the movie, the, the TV show Bull, but I got, I get to be, you know, one of the jurors that I see on TV all the time with Matt Locke and Perry Mason and all those other good things, right? And I said, wow, this would be really cool. And the trial was really, really cool. Um, I don't want to get into, into the specifics of it, um, but when it came up to me and they called me up, they called my name and they basically interviewed me. And they, they dug into my files, and I didn't know how they knew this, but uh, I guess I was a victim of a crime that was very similar to what the, what the defendant was facing. The same, accusa- the same accusations, I was a victim of what the defendant was being accused of. Well, automatically, the, the prosecutors, of course, wanted me on there because I had a bias that would actually maybe convict the defendant. But the defense said, nope, you're out of here, Steve. <laughs> and and, uh, and as much as my pleading, I said, no, I, I, I said, I really want to serve on this jury here because I can see him as innocent until proven guilty. I was like, right. I told him I could be not biased. But then he said, no, because of your past and because you were actually a victim of a crime very similar to what the defendant was, fa- uh, the charges the defendant was facing, you have a perceived notion of bias, even if you will say, you're not going to be biased. So we are going to just dismiss you. And even the prosecution came out there and said, yeah, Steve, you know, you got to, I'm sorry. I mean, we, we kind of agree, but we, we kind of want you on there, but we, we, you have to, you know, we have to kind of dismiss you. Um, the judge even pulled me up, by the way. This wasn't done in a, in a kind of like right in front of everyone. The judge did pull me up uh, in front of them and they had a, the, both the prosecution and the defense, they had, we had a, like a, a discussion there. And the, the judge said, yeah, we can't have you serve, Steve. We just really can't. And I was like, oh, this is okay. All right. So I'm out of here. So, so fast forward to this impeachment trial. Who is the jury here? Well, it's the senators, correct? Well, the senators, by the way, are also the victims of this so-called insurrection crime. So they have a bias, right? So again, imagine having the victim now. See, I just had a perceived bias, right? But imagine having the actual victim of a crime sitting on the jury as well. You know, that, that would be a real big conflict of interest, right? But this is what we have here in this kangaroo court. And not only is the victims also sitting in the jury area, they're also the judge and they're also the prosecutor. Now, <laughs> again, I'm not a lawyer, but that just seems way, way out of like, you know, this world. I mean, where, how can you, anyone ever get any due process there? I mean, automatically you would think both Republicans and Democrats because, again, some of them may have been actually scared of their life because all of them are cowards. Well, I would say 99.9% of them are cowards. And, uh, and, and they have been really scared for their life. And how can they think correctly? They said, oh, my God, I got to convict this guy because he may have caused this insurrection. I was really, really scared. Like Mitt Romney, like running like a little girl. Oh, I'm sorry to insult little girls. I'm really sorry. Mitt Romney does not run like you. He runs even worse than a little girl. He runs like a little, I don't know. We should just call it running like a Mitt Romney. <laughs> he didn't even have no stride into his step. <laughs> so, so uh, and then on top of that, just on top of that, right? How, I mean, again, how can you have a judge who has already voted to convict the defendant? Imagine if you were, uh, I guess, 
in in court for a crime, any crime, any being like, being accused of a, a speeding ticket, and sitting on that ju- uh, as the judge is the actual police officer who gave you the ticket. I mean that is totally unfair, and this is what you have here. You you actually have the judge. The judge here is has already again voted to convict Trump. <laughs> so this is really really fair. This kangaroo court is really, really, really fair. Oh, does not make any sense, right? And that's why, by the way, um, in the Constitution, the Chief Justice, in this case, the Chief Justice John Roberts of the Supreme Court, presides over any presidential impeachment because the judge must be impartial to this entire, this entire uh, I guess, process right here, right? But again, Chief Justice, the Chief Justice said, I don't want any part of this, this, um, the, the, I guess this kangaroo court. I don't want any part of it. <laughs> and again, I, I'm just wondering if they actually had voted to impeach him, would it even be valid under the constitution? I mean, it, it's just, it's just weird. And, and the evidence presented, by the way, here's one thing that, here's one thing that just gets me. <laughs> the Democrats, they're, they can't even put together a good lie. They really, really can't. They really, really can't. And let's all be honest, by the way. If this were a real insurrection and Donald Trump did plan it, don't you think he would have made sure that his insurrectionists would have came equipped with guns and weapons to overthrow the government? Don't you think so? Right? If this was a true you know, attempt to overthrow, a, tr- a true coup attempt by the president saying, we have to stop, we have to stop this, this quote-unquote steal. And by the way, he did say stop the steal, but stop the steal was or- an already established hashtag way before Trump got involved. You know, you know, some, I think that's what the entire, I guess, event was actually had called by some other people who had other different events that were going on at the same time. It was a hashtag stop the steal. It was not created by President Trump, not so not whatsoever. And here we go with the Democrats. The, probably one of the piss, the most piss poor liars, the most piss poor storytellers that I've ever seen in my life. They can just go out there and they're so confident, by the way, that any line that they'll feed you, you will buy hook, line, and sinker because you're just stupid. Right, you're just flat out dumb. They can tell you that white supremacy is alive and well in America. They can tell you that transgender women are actually real women, right? And they can tell you that you know, um, you know, Black Lives Matter is all about black lives, and you'll believe it, hook, line, and sinker, right? You know, but you know, it's I, I guess some a lot of people do. <laughs> what, what can I say? Oh my God! All right, all right. Well, I just backed myself into that corner right there because I would say they really think that you're that stupid. But then again, half of America believes them. So I don't know what to say about half of America. What, what did I just say about half of America that they're that stupid? Just they're that stupid to actually buy everything the Democrats say? Am I actually saying that? I guess I am saying that. Oh, my God, I am saying that. Well, I'm sorry if I offended you know, a lot of my liberal audience out there. But if you believe the Democrats' story then you have to really question your sanity. You really do. You actually have to question whether or not, you know, 
you, you know, here's the thing. If the Democrats are selling you a story, in fact, if, even if the Republicans are selling you a story, anyone sell, is selling you a story, just do your research. Forget the surface argument. Just really, really just forget about it. Go into the details. You know, find out the full details, the full story, and find out the whole truth and nothing but the truth, right? You know, find out if what Trump said in Charlottesville where there's very fine people on both sides, why don't you read that whole, that, that whole speech? And then can you actually come out with a, with a, I guess, an honest opinion and say, oh, well, yeah, Trump is a racist. And then really think in your mind, if you think Donald Trump is a racist, why is he there with so many black men and women and has black men and women supporting him and black men and women putting their hands on him and praying over him? You know, if true racists, they can't even, they can't stand black people. I mean, if you have a true white supremacist, which you accuse of Donald Trump of being, you, you know, they, they will not even let a black man or woman lay hands on them or pray for them. None of that. They will, they prejudge. They have a prejudice against them. They don't think they're actually worth anything. They think they're, they're the scum of the earth. They think they're, you know, they, they think that they're actually pieces of garbage. They don't want to even want to be in the same room as them. That's what, how a white supremacist actually acts. And now you're saying Donald Trump is a white supremacist when he has like, you know, friends like, you know, again, like Diamond and Silk, Ben Carson. You, you have, you have uh, even Little Wayne over there is like taking pictures with them. Even Ice Cube is meeting with them. And this guy hates black people. <laughs> really? Yeah, does that sound like that's a person who hates black people? He gives black colleges more money than, than Obama gave to them. More money. Way more money. And in fact, he made it so that these black colleges wouldn't have to come to, to DC every single year begging for money. You know, he just said, here's how much money you, you have and you don't have to come every year, come every year. That's a racist. That's a, that's a white supremacist. The white supremacist helps out black colleges? Really? Right? And you think you're smart? If you're a liberal and you think that? Come on. Oh, God, I had a Joe Biden moment. I almost said, come on, man. All right. So anyway, Donald Trump, he's acquitted. He is a back-to-back -back impeachment champion. The first impeachment was a sham. It was such a sham they didn't even talk about the impeachment during the debates. How do you like that? They didn't even talk about the Mueller investigation during the debates. You know, these, you know, these, the Mueller investigation was so important to our country. The impeachment of Donald Trump was so important to this country. And they didn't even bring it up during the debates. Not one time. Because they knew for a fact, the moderators and Joe Biden knew for a fact that it was a total sham and it was a total circus. And they knew, they, they knew for a fact that they would actually lose that debate. And this right here, this impeachment was a total sham. No investigation went on. Absolutely none. All we had is rhetoric. And for the fact that the, the Republicans showed in, the, in, in, in these beautifully crafted videos that they actually put out. And, and by the way, the, I, have to, I have to commend the Republicans. Now, those videos right there, it just proved how hypocritical Democrats are because they're, they are there actually saying the same thing that President Trump says 
It's things like, even Joe Biden says, we have to fight like hell. So it's okay for Joe Biden to say, we have to fight like hell. And it's not okay for President Trump to say, we have to fight like hell. Because when Joe Biden says, fight like hell, and Pres- you know, it doesn't incite a riot. But then when, when President Trump says, you know, fight like hell, that, that, that incites a riot. And when Kamala Harris actually encourages rioting and says, you know, don't stand down, don't stand out. And her own organization bails out rioters who burn down stuff and, and burn down businesses, beat up people. That doesn't, what do you call it, incite a riot? That's in, if there's anything that actually, any proof of actually inciting a riot, what she did is one million percent, what do you call proof? And how about Maxine Waters saying, oh, if you see these Republicans in restaurants, at gas stations, get in their face and let them know that they're not welcome here. Oh, what it, why, why can't she be impeached? And you know what? They started doing that. They started going to, you know, Black Lives Matter started going to gas stations and getting in people's faces, blocking off gas stations and harassing people, white people only, white people for just being white, started harassing them and saying, and telling them, say their name, say their name, say her name, while they're just, all they want to do is pump gas. And all because, you know, this woman, Maxine Waters, said so. But that's not inciting a riot. Why, you know, again, she should have been impeached. But no, you can't do that. She's immune to impeachment. That's not, that's part of her freedom of speech, right? She was just being, you know, comical, right? I guess that, that falls under comical. That's just her rhetoric. But when President Trump uses rhetoric, well, that's a different story. All right. So why do people vote certain ways anyway, especially when it comes to people in uh, Washington? You know, here's the thing. Washington is a swamp. And it's not only ankle deep, it's not even knee deep. I think it's shoulder high, and maybe it's even up to people's foreheads or above their eyebrows, right? You know, it is so high, people are drowning in filth there. Um, just, Just to give you an example how filthy, how corrupt they are, we had that G20, I think it was a G, G20 summit when, when uh, we had all of these political dignitaries come to Hawaii. And guess what they brought with them? International sex traffickers. Everywhere, everywhere around Waikiki, there were these prostitutes. Tons of them. I've never seen so many prostitutes in my entire life. Now, we already have a plethora of prostitutes already in, already here in um here here in Waikiki. It's just horrible, and a lot of the, a lot of them are just younger kids. They may look older, but they're actually young runaways. They're under eighteen. I can tell you for a fact. I think they are most of them are under eighteen. If you really look at them, they look like young kids who are dressed up to be, I guess, to look old. All right, and the cops try to do their best to actually catch you know to get this um, filth off of the street. But they can't. Well, anyway, and I think these are trafficked in, to be honest with you. So, but, you know, so during the G20, when it came down here, it was just, there were just so many. I remember walking around Waikiki and there was, there were just so many left and right, left and right and everywhere you can go. And there was, there were so many that it actually made the news here in Hawaii. So that's how corrupt they are. The other politicians with them, the sex traffickers, they follow around the politicians because it's good money. These guys love to use underage prostitutes. And I'm not, I'm not even joking about that. 
So by the so that just gives birth to you know now a lot of a lot of other you know a lot of other sins that that happens. You know a person who who actually can't a person who actually can't commit to their wife cheats on their wife, especially one with a prostitute. You they can't in my opinion you can't trust them for anything else. You know they break their marriage contract. Well, they're not good for any type of other contract, business contract, you know, especially, you know, then when they say, oh, I'll give you my word. Well, you couldn't even give your wife your word. So why should it, you know, I, why should I believe your word? Right. And again, these politicians, they haven't given their wife their word because they're out over here in Hawaii during the G20. They're all cheating on them. And by the way, who was down here on the American side? Both Republican and Democrat, tons of senators, tons of representatives here in Hawaii. But again, the G20, it was Hawaii. And it was like the Pro Bowl, you know, I guess you remember when the Pro Bowl, the NFL Pro Bowl used to be held in Hawaii. Well, all the players would love to come here. So again, these politicians, these politicians, again, they all came here. And by the way, which is really, really strange, they all came here without their wives. Isn't that really strange? The Pro Bowlers, by the way, the NFL Pro Bowlers, they come here with their wives and their kids. Big difference, right? Really, really big difference. So anyway, we got seven. We have seven characters. We got seven Republican characters who decided to vote to impeach Trump. And I did some digging here. And, um, you know, I just used Google and I just said, you know, I'm just going to put under the word. I guess I just, I'm just going to use the, use the search terms. Uh, I'm going to search under their name and then the word corruption right after that, right? And see what I can find out. So here's what I find out. Here's, here's what I found out. Um, now, so Richard Burr of North Carolina, he actually voted to impeach Trump. All right. Now get this: before COVID happened, now he he actually was the head of the intelligence committee. All right. So he's a North Car- Carolina Republican. All right. And um, so he has access to you know a lot of uh, highly classified information about threats to. To America, and COVID was actually one of them. And he saw that you know, he was—he knew for a fact that we, um, that there would be a decision to actually close the to close the economy. He actually knew that uh, way, way before uh, Donald Trump actually said. I, I guess made the recommendation of saying, "Hey, maybe we have to we have to close this down just just for like you know a couple weeks, three weeks, and everything like that." Right? Oh, well, he knew about that. So right. Right before that went public, he unloaded close to $1.72 million of his holdings on February 13th in 33 separate transactions. <laughs> How's that for, for a change right there? This guy's really a piece of work, right? Again, you know, he knew what was going on way before. He had the inside track. He had the insider, insider trading news. And he knew for a fact that the stock market was just going to crash. Especially when this was going to happen, and to protect his own assets, he sold off his he sold off a large per- percentage of his stocks, one point seven two million dollars of his holdings. Now, how's that for a class act right there? Now, I'm not sure what other things he's done because I can't find it on the internet. But if he can't be honest, and if he can't, you know, if he's using insider information, which it definitely looks like he is, right? Again, he's the head of the he's he's the head of the intelligence committee. He knew about COVID. He knew about the the, the impending shutdown. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's done something else. I'm sure he's used his 
his, um, his, uh, I guess his, uh, seat there on the intelligence committee or even his, I guess his, uh, his political advantage to his advantage. All right. That's the swamp for you. That's really, really the swamp. All right, moving on. Bill Cassidy. So, Bill Cassidy, get this. Uh, he violated the Federal Election Commission rules by spending money from his campaign on his own private club membership dues in New York City. And also back in his home state, Morgan City. Uh, uh, that's just incredible. So he actually used campaign funds to pay for his elite Pennsylvania club over in New York City. How do you like that? <laughs> this is just, he's just a piece of work, by the way. And, by the, and also, by the way, in 2017, he appeared on Jimmy Kimmel, and he said that any health care plan that the United States passes, it has to pass the Jimmy Kimmel test. Really? Who the hell cares what Jimmy Kimmel thinks? Really? Bill Cassidy. Oh, what a, what a piece of work he is. Okay, moving on. Susan Collins. Well, she is always against Trump, right? So she also has, uh, also has an ethics investigation, an official eth- in, uh, ethics investigation um, on her. Because what happened is that uh, Senator Collins, she voted to benefit her husband's lobbying business. So... She and her husband apparently have raked in hundreds of thousands of dollars from their investments in companies that reported huge gains and made billions of dollars in stock buybacks as a result of her GOP tax bills that she specifically supported. The bills specifically that she supported actually ended up benefiting the companies that she invested in. I'll talk about insider trading once again. And she's like another piece of work. Okay, so Lisa Murkowski. Now, how do you like this? Okay, so Lisa Murkowski, she actually received a very good price for prime riverfront Alaskan, uh, I guess, real estate. And she got uh, a, a really cut-rate price from a major campaign contributor for a house that she bought on the riverfront. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that is just... So these are these Republicans here are pointing the finger at Trump when they should be pointing the finger at themselves. Okay. Now Ben Sass, I couldn't find anything on him to be honest. Uh, uh, maybe he's an independent thinker. He says he is. I just think he's really stupid. For some, for some reason, uh, he was really pro-Trump, and then he's against Trump, and he's pro-Trump and against Trump. I have no idea where he stands. Does he actually believe that 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 Trump incited this insurrection? Well, he says he does, but you know, I'm not sure how anyone with a right mind can can come to that conclusion after seeing all the evidence presented and just also practicing common sense, right? Rhetoric. How can this rhetoric incite incite an insurrection? And is it truly an insurrection? Like I said, you're gonna show up, show up to an insurrection dressed in horns, or you and with no gun. That's how you're gonna overthrow the government, really. 
Oh boy, you, you know if <laughs> we could have probably overthrown the government. Actually, if you if we had we really wanted to, we could have probably overthrown the government. Government dressed up like dressed up in horns and with nothing more than a cell phone camera because these 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 uh, re, um, politicians are just wimps. They are flat out wimpy. You know, <laughs> you don't need any gun. You don't need any gun. They'll just run the other direction. <laughs> They're just. Okay, anyway, I'm getting off the subject here. So again, now, the last two, Pat Toomey and Mitt Romney, these are just plain old rhinos. Now, I couldn't actually find any corruption charges on them. Maybe they haven't committed any crime or anything. Good to them if they haven't. I have a feeling they've done things and just haven't gotten caught. But again, that's only my feeling. But both of them are career politicians. Uh, they've been they've been embroiled in politics for the longest of times. You know, we know Mitt Romney ran for president, and uh, you know I supported him for president because I thought he would be much better than Obama. But um, and I even defamed. I mean, I even defended his. Um, I guess his, his company being capital. Uh, but then, as I started to actually research the being capital, I said, "Wow, being capital is actually really, really, really bad." So what they actually do is they. So what Bain Capital actually does is that they buy companies that are close to going bankrupt. Um, and then when they'll buy, and then when they buy the company, they'll basically auction off all their assets, auction off everything. Or if it's close to going bankrupt, they'll, they'll basically make it go bankrupt. If it's close, you know, and, and technically, you know, they're very unethical. So what they'll do is like, say, for example, if you have a company, if you have a company to say, Acme Incorporated, and they see Acme Incorporated not doing very well, they'll end up buying Acme Incorporated for pennies on the dollar. And then they will, cr- then they will, will, um, will crash Acme Incorporated at the same time hedging bets on the stock that the stock is actually going to go down. So again, they're like, they have a hedge fund and they're also making that company go down and they profit on when, when the um, stock goes down and they also profit by selling off the assets of that company. How do you like that? So uh, any company which they buy usually is going to tank. It's not a good. It's not. A, it's not really a good thing. Uh, they are basically the. I guess the apex predators in businesses. They, you know, if you if you sell your your business to them, they're going to crash it. It's not good news when uh, bank capital comes around. They're like liter- literally, literally like sharks in the ocean, just looking to just, you know, just just take a bite out of your business. Not good whatsoever. Uh, Pat Toomey, uh, th- this guy has been an anti-Trumper for as long as I can remember here. Um, <laughs> you know, he's over there in Pennsylvania, and uh, his own constituents want, wanted him to actually speak up and be strong and speak up against the election fraud that actually happened over there in Pennsylvania. And there's so much election fraud that happened over there in Pennsylvania, and Pat Toomey just let it happen. And he was so weak. Um, out of all the out of all the the states, Pennsylvania was one state which we really really had a chance to to uh, to win because what was done over in Pennsylvania uh, was that the, the Supreme Court had actually come into there and changed election laws for mail-in ballots to be counted after after the the in-person ballots, right? And uh, they can't do that. 
And the, the, the Supreme Court also changed, changed the, the, the signature law, uh, I, I, the signature law, verif- the, the signature verification law there in Pennsylvania. And they couldn't do that. The only, voting laws can only be changed by the state legislature. So what the Supreme Court did was actually 100% unconstitutional. What did Pat Toomey do? Absolutely nothing. It, it was so un- unconstitutional that um, Justice Samuel Alito had actually said, make sure you separate those melon ballots that came in after um, 6.30 p.m. Because again, the, the, the state legislature had said that any ballot coming in after 6.30 p.m. was actually null and void. And again, the ballots kept coming in for about a week or so. And then by the end of the second week there, lo and behold, Joe Biden ended up winning, closing a gap of maybe 800,000 votes. Pat Toomey, he did absolutely nothing. So those are the seven characters right there that we have that actually voted to impeach Trump, the seven Republicans. Now, <laughs> I don't know why I don't know, know why Pat Toomey didn't do anything in Pennsylvania. Apparently, he's not running for re-election. Mitt Romney, you know, I don't get Mitt Romney, to be honest. He seems to just be... He seems to have no moral compass. It seems to, you know, Mitt Romney, when he ran for president, he was a flip-flopper, and they accused him of being a flip-flopper, but I defended him in saying, hey, you know, people can grow. Um, because again, one thing, one thing that Mitt Romney ran on was that he was actually for, um, I guess, uh, what did they call that? Um, for, for actually uh, um, government-run health care. And, and then when he was running, he said he wasn't for it. But he, actually, he had actually installed it over there in Massachusetts as governor. So he was going back and forth, back and forth, like a flip-flopper, right? And, um, and he was going back and forth on abortion as well. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't care where you stand. Just stand one, on one side. But, again, he was just saying things that were just politically convenient. You know, you know Mitt Romney stands for nothing. You know, he said the most venomous things about Trump, and then when Trump won, he went there to go meet with Trump for a, a position on his cabinet, and when Trump didn't, didn't actually, you know, assign him to any cabinet position, well, he was against Trump all of a sudden again, right? Here's the thing. You know, re- Republicans, there's two types of Republicans right now. There's the middle, middle class Republican like me, you know, who owns a small business, who makes you know pretty good money, but we're not like billionaires. You know, we, we're, we're okay. We're well off. Uh, we've been hit. We've been hit really, really hard from this pandemic because we are most of us own our own small business. And then you have the golf cart Republicans, who are these multi, multi billionaires like Mitt Romney and Donald Trump and everyone like that. And you know, they don't like hanging around with the middle class Republicans, not at all. You know, they don't like the small business Republicans. They say they're for small businesses, but we can't go in there and get a meeting with them. They won't, you know, call up, call us up and, you know, treat us equal. No, you know, not at all. Not unless you work for Trump, by the way. You know, Trump works for a lot of small businesses, but he works with a lot of small businesses. In fact, by the way, Donald Trump, his entire TV show called The Apprentice was all about giving the small businessman an opportunity to even grow as an entrepreneur. All right. So anyway, it's about 32 minutes in here. I think I've been talking for a little too long. I don't know what to say about this, people. I mean, you know, what's going to happen in the future right now? I don't know. I really don't know. I hope Trump will run again in 2024. Uh, I really... You know, if it's not Trump, I hope it's someone else that is, 
that has the strength of Donald Trump and the moral integrity of Donald Trump. And let's not forget, let's really, really not forget about this. You can tell a lot about someone's ethics and their moral, their moral code by the way their children turn out. It's very true. You know, you know if, you have, if, if there are children running around there and they're getting into a life of crime and everything like that, you know for a fact the parents screwed up somehow, right? You know, if they're just out there just have, having fun, drinking beer, like getting high, you know, you know, getting involved with prostitutes and all those things, you know for a fact the parents screwed up. <laughs> and that's what we have with Hunter Biden. You know, why is Hunter Biden so much so involved with, you know, backroom deals, shady deals, um, involved with crime, prostitutes? You know, it, 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 it's horrible. It's really horrible. And um, I have to have to say, it's Joe Biden, right? It's actually Joe Biden. You know, that, that's all I can say. And what does that say about Joe Biden's character? You know, what does it say about, what, what does it say about Trump's character that his children, all of them turn out great? Even though they went through a divorce, even though that they don't even have to work, because all of them are, are multi-millionaires or billionaires, right, to their own accord, right? Um, and they've, they work. They work. All right, people. I am out of here. I hope you guys have a great Valentine's Day. Uh, and uh, <laughs> let's, let's just hope and pray for our country. And let's just pray that this is the end to it right here. This is the end to, to all of this impeachment crap. I hope they don't go after him and I guess I hope they don't go after President Trump, uh, I guess, in the regular courts and just sue him over and over and over again and uh, just make his life miserable. I just hope they just move on. I just really hope so. But anyway, I am out of here, people. It was great talking to you and I hope I didn't bore you. I'll see you later.